It's the owl post again. It's the eye of the owl. It's the uh, wow. That that jingle did not go as well was, as I had. Honestly, that was off. I'm out. I'm out. Yo, relax. It was amazing. As was this book. As we now finish the third book in the Harry Potter series, Prisoner of Azkaban. This is just another chapter, a book club style podcast where two friends, Joe and the guy who left, Jacob, go over a new chapter of a book every single day. And like I mentioned, we are on Harry Potter, all seven books of the series. But today we are going to finish Owl Post again. Well, I mean, we're going to finish Prisoner of Azkaban and the chapter 22 is called Owl Post again. So before I ramble you guys off this podcast, Jacob, will you please give us your wonderful explanation of the final chapter all right i'm back I'm f- and fully leave after that awful awful jingle but hey fuck nonetheless off. nonetheless I so, will- <laughs> whatever bro. they're obviously they are running out of time they are running mm-hmm. out of time in that timeline they've got to get back and um in the classroom they're up in the the tower they hear fudge and snape walking towards them and they, they're saying that uh, they will perform the Dementor's Kiss as soon as the Executioner comes with the Dementors. Mm-hmm. Fudge is saying that Snape is a hero and he will likely get interviewed for saving Harry Potter's life. Of course, this does not make Harry feel happy. He's fuming at hearing that, but they've got to keep silent. They've got to keep quiet. They run to hide, but silly Peeves uh, comes in the way. So they've got to take a little U-turn. The clock is running out. Then they hear Dumbledore's voice. Um, he says he will lock, lock them in and congratulate them for a successful mission. They are back. They are, they are back in the timeline. They've done well. They get back into, into bed. They're pretending like nothing happened. Man Pomfrey comes over stressed, upset, and gets them some chocolate to eat. Uh, but then a loud yell, and here comes Snape. Dumbledore and Fudge. Snape is furious, says that uh, Sirius couldn't have apparated or disapparated out of the castle, and it must have been Potter, Harry Potter himself, who helped him. Fudge and Dumbledore try to calm down Snape because he's going like berserk at this point. Dumbledore says they couldn't have been in two places at once. A little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know what I'm saying? And Madame Pomfrey is like, yo, I was with them, so it is. you're you're going crazy snape and fudge is basically saying the exact same thing dumbledore um is just he's disappointed in snape for going for going berserk he then asks them about the dementors if uh, they will be going away he asks fudge about the dementors fudge says mm-hmm. yes i can't believe what they've done to these kids they try to do that to an innocent boy and he suggests maybe we'll bring back some dragons instead something that would be very, very uh, interesting for Hagrid, who just loves dragons. Uh, Fudge is worried about what will come of this. He thinks he'll be a laughing stock, and that um, the Daily Prophet's going to love this story, how Sirius Black escaped them once again. Across the room is Ron, and he's waking up and asks what happened. Harry and Ro- Hermione look at each other, and Harry's just like, Hugo, you explain. Um, the next day, in the hallways they're all empty everyone's at hogsmeade except for the trio uh they go back to the lake to kind of look back at what happened that night before they're talking and then hagrid shows up 
he says he's happy that Buckbeak escaped and says everyone knows about Lupin now and Lupin has resigned this morning. Harry is he's shocked and he says I'm I'm outie I need to go speak to Lupin I need to clear clear thing, some things up and try to get him to stay. Lupin uh, notices Harry arriving and points to the Marauders map saying I knew you were going to come I I seen it on the map. Harry's asking him of course like is this is this true did you actually resign? And Dumbledore told the Ministry, um, you weren't helping Sirius, obviously. And Lupin says he resigned because of Snape. Um, because Snape, um, because he was mad about not receiving the Order of Merlin, uh, he told the Slytherins that he was a werewolf, putting um, Lupin's situation in jeopardy. And Lupin says, nobody's, nobody's going to be happy. The, uh, the parents aren't going to be happy. So the owls are going to be coming tomorrow and no one's going to want their kids to be taught by a werewolf. Harry's trying to do all he can to try to convince him. He's a great teacher. He's got to stay. Lupin um, is saying he's just proud of Harry for the Patronus he did and saved people's lives. He says his father was a stag. Um, James was a stag. So that's, that's an interesting... Um, thing from the Patronus. Um, that's why they called James Prongs because he was a stag. Uh, he hesitates, but then gives him the cloak and the map says he doesn't feel guilty anymore because he is no longer his teacher and can't get in trouble for giving him these things. Uh, he also says that his father would have been disappointed if he hadn't found the secret passageways. So you gotta, you gotta hold on to this Marauders map basically. Mm. Then a knock at the door and there's Dumbledore. He lets Lupin know that his carriage is there and then Lupin kind of hastily says goodbye, Harry. And it's almost like he wanted to leave in a hurry. And there's Dumbledore and he explains to Harry that he should be proud. Uh, even if Peter Pettigrew got away, he saved an innocent man. Harry then remembers Trelawney's prediction, Professor Treyway's prediction. Treyway. Uh, and Dumbledore is like, hmm, wow, that's like her second prediction that she's ever gotten right. And Harry's worried. He's the reason that Voldemort might be able to come back. Dumbledore says, don't you worry. Um, if anything, uh, Peter Pettigrew Wormtail is indebted to you. And that's not a good thing for Voldemort. Not at all. <laughs> Harry is, um, he's worried, but Dumbledore reassures him after he mentioned the Patronus from last night. He noted that he just felt dumb thinking that it was his father. And then he says to Harry, you think that de the dead we loved ever truly leave us? You think that we don't recall them for clearly, more clearly than ever in times of great trouble. Your father is alive in you, Harry, and shows himself most plainly when you need him. How else could you produce that particular Patronus? Prongs rode again last night. What a, what a beautiful line from Yours truly, Albus Dumbledore. He then leaves to give Harry some time to kind of ponder on what he just heard. And as the term is ending, everyone is uh, theorizing about what happened that night, but none of them are even come close to the situation. And Malfoy is pretty pissed off. Buckbeak escaped um, after putting all that effort to try to get him killed. Harry is now in great spirits, thinking of Wormtail going and then... Uh, He's not in great spirits, excuse me, uh, going back um, to the Dursleys and the fact that Sirius Black is missing and he doesn't know when he'll be able to yeah. see him next. 
But the the celebration uh, of the House Cup makes Harry feel a little bit better. And then uh, the next day, they're going to hop on the Hogwarts Express. And Hermione lets them know um, she will drop all their classes uh, for the next year. She's done with using that time turner. She wants to go back to normal and do kind of more normal things uh, at Hogwarts. Uh, Harry is sad uh, about going home. And Ron says he will arrange. He'll make sure you can come through because the Quidditch World Cup is happening this summer. <laughs> Harry says, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, you, you think I'll be able to go after what happened? The start of this book with Aunt Marge, what happened there with the Dursleys, there's no way I'll be able to leave. But on the train, uh, there he's in a better mood. And then he notices an owl outside the window. He pulls the owl inside. It's a letter from Sirius Black. The letter says that he and Buckbeak are in hiding. Um, also that he was the one who got Harry the firebolt. So mystery solved on that front. Uh, he used his own money and it was for a birthday gift and even got some help from Crookshanks to help deliver it. He also says that he felt bad about that night um, in Magnolia Crescent. He just wanted to see him uh, that night before he got on to his journey and hunting Wormtail. And that's why he saw the dog that night, the omen or so we thought at the time. Then he gives also a permission slip for Harry so that he can go to Hogsmeade in the future as his godfather. He's signing that for him. And lastly, he gives that owl that sent the message to Ron because he felt bad about uh, getting rid of his rat, um, even though it was Peter Pettigrew, but he felt bad anyways. So then they arrive at the station. Miss Weasley gives him a big hug, but the Dursleys get, greet him in a usual fashion uh, with great uh, loving looks obviously vernon asks what what the letter is he's holding and harry says it's from his godfather a convicted murderer who wants uh who wants to uh to let him come live with him and obviously uh vernon gives him a huge uh huge terrified look but harry grins back at him and that's where the prisoner of azkaban ends harry potter and prisoner of azkaban the third book in the series ends on a positive note, with some curious questions to be uh, answered in the next one. But this was a pretty solid book, might I say? Really good book. Definitely the best. Definitely the best Harry Potter book out of the three we've read so far. And I want to say the best ending. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Honestly, I think so. Like the way it gives us a lot to kind of chew on to wait till we start the next one but also just the way it always wraps up back at um, king's cross basically mm -hmm. and this time harry's got he's got a bargaining chip a little bit um once again coming back to the dursley so uh, we'll see how that plays out but um yeah i thought it was really nicely done that letter from sirius black very interesting a1 I, again it's it's an awkward letter but it's yeah. a it's it's a really good one at the same time like everything about but before we get to the serious black um actually you know what's true let's just talk about serious black thing now that letter was just so freaking perfect like the timing he got and just everything that happened right after it too because you know harry like at that very moment harry was feeling the worst he's ever felt you know like the chapter said that harry was you know like well everyone else was happy he just he wasn't because he lost the opportunity to live with Sirius Black and Sirius Black is now on the run and all of that stuff. But then he gets the letter when he's on the Hogwarts Express and the letter is just so kind, you know, like 
it just tells him like, Hey, you know, like, blah, blah. I'm sorry for everything. I'm, I'm so happy. Like, I can't tell you where I am, but thank you so much and all this stuff. And then he adds at the end, which this is one thing that made no sense to me. It's like, I serious black Harry Potter's Godfather hereby gives him permission to visit Hogsmeade on weekends. And I'm like, you're like an escape fugitive. I feel like you're. Yeah, he's still not cleared. He's yeah, on like, the run. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what is it? Is that really sufficient? But maybe, my, maybe by the time the next book happens, he will be cleared. I don't know. You'll just have to wait and see. Or we're never going to hear from him again. Or if he's gone. <laughs> or Sirius Black is going to disappear into the black. Oh, into Ooh. darkness. Yeah, but, I mean, but I was just trying to place him with his name. All right. He also he also gave Ron an owl. And Ron was gassed. He's like, I yeah. get my, my own owl. Yeah. And then he he like holds the owl up to Crookshanks and it's like, smell it. Is it good? Yeah. I right, say less. Let's go. <laughs> this no, ain't, they say no Annie Magus, right? Yeah, this uh, ain't no anime. This ain't no Peter Pettigrew. Oh ain't it? Ooh. Yo. Different one. No twins. No twins uh, today. No, my God, no. But listen, like, I, 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 you and I have been saying all chapter that, yo, no Dumbledore, like, why not? We finally got a chapter that was filled with good old, yeah. dumb, with old Dumbledore. Yeah. Like, everything from just him. He answered my question, basically, like, should they have killed Peter Pettigrew? He answered that question. Yeah. And then he also has a joke like, oh, well, Trelawney got that, got the thing right. So maybe I should give mm-hmm. her a pay raise. So wh- what did you think of uh, of, of Dumby, Dumbledore? Yeah, well, he he seems pretty calm. He's kind mm-hmm. of, he, I mean, he always is. But Harry seems to be very worried about that situation with Wormtail. But he's like kind of countering saying, Wormtail is going to be indebted to you. So don't you worry. But yeah, Trelawney's prediction that kind of stood out uh, in chapters past comes back in this one and it's kind of we understand what it, what it's what it meant the the master the the servant of the master will come and like he will yeah. rise again and all that stuff and now harry's got to think about that although he's kind of in a better place now he's mm. he's happy uh he's didn't die um serious black his godfather is alive but he's on the loose but now he's got to think about what may come of Peter Pettigrew and mm-hmm. that prediction that Trelawney said. So I don't know. It's very interesting, but yeah, Dumbledore is always has an answer. So we'll just, we'll have to see uh, what comes out of that, but it's not, it's interesting to see the contrast from Harry and what Dumbledore think, but I don't know. He's, he's goaded. Don't, he don't stress about no. anything. He's like, he's uh I don't know he's very zen he's very zen yeah i i do hope that this is the last chapter though that we uh, sorry the last book that we kind of get like this whole dumbledore like he's barely in the book and then at the end it's like he comes and he has like these great quotes like i, I need dumbledore to be like a, a huge part of my life you know like yeah i don't like we read this book every day so it's like i need dumbledore to be if not in the chapter every day like three times a week like yeah, we could use a little bit more Dumbledore, yeah. I think. And I don't know, maybe he will pop up in the Goblet of Fire some more. Maybe if some some people are putting their names somewhere, he might a- appear. I don't know. Okay. We'll have to wait and see on that. But anytime he comes in the chapter, it, you know it's good. And like in this one, it's very good as well. 
And that's also my favorite. My favorite quote comes from Dumbledore. It's that it's that line where he um, brings up uh, the the Patronus and mm. it goes, you think the dead we truly, we love, yeah. you think the dead we loved ever truly leave us. You think mm. that we don't recall them more clearly than ever in times of great trouble. Your father is alive in you, Harry, and shows himself most plainly when you need, need him. How else could you produce the particular Patronus? Prongs rode again last night. And like, not only is that just an interesting kind of point and thing that he brings up, it's just a kind of beautiful kind of line itself. And it's like really, really, really nice. And just Prongs rode again last night. And I don't know, I thought it was really interesting. And it comes from who else? Uh, Albus Dumbledore. And it also shows his kind of respect for James Potter that he has as well. He's like, he's showing it to Harry how he is respected and he, he, you guys are a lot alike as well. And I just, I think that's just a constant theme that we keep starting to get a lot more of the more we learn about James Potter and his parents. But I thought this one was really nice. I, yeah, it was, it was really nice. Just, especially with the Patronus, especially with everything that happened. It was super, I, I want to say, I don't want to say, yeah, it was perfect. Screw it. It was perfect. Um, but I don't know. It was just one of those things where you just felt good, you know, like seeing everything, seeing those words, like when Lupin was like, you have your mother's eyes, but you are your father's son. Mm. And then we're saying like, without a doubt, I knew that James would want you like, it, like, I know without a doubt that James would be disappointed if his only son hadn't um found every passageway outside of hogwarts like it's those little tidbits that kind of like build not only the reader's connection with harry and and his father but it also builds that connection between harry and his father mm-hmm. and i think that's what's the most important thing about this chapter is that sure it's a great way to end the chapter itself but it's an even better way to continue to build harry's character yeah and continue to build what he's capable of because we know that james potter was an outstanding wizard and now we know that harry has that same capability yeah and harry is almost like the kind of uh prophecy child but he also comes like that alone like he's a prophecy but he comes from legit like strong wizards like it's not just like he's like a guy who survived Lord Voldemort. He was a guy who survived Lord Voldemort because of such powerful wizards and what they did to protect him. And their legacy lives on through him. Like what, um, basically, what a lot of these people are saying when they allude to his his the eyes, or you act just like James, or you have the Quidditch skills and stuff. And I think that's just like really interesting. And we just yeah, we get more and more tidbits as the story progressive uh, progresses. And I just find it super interesting how it's like presented. I said this in the past episode, but just the way we get like the dynamic from his deceased parents presented through the eyes of like people who appreciated them and they see the stuff they appreciated in Lily and James and Harry. And I think it's really just really kind of truly interesting and amazing. Mm. Uh, Absolutely. Like everything you said was just, it's, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. Uh, what do you think about Snape being a fucking dumb shit? 
<laughs> well, I don't know. It's just, it's, I guess it's typical. He's very, he holds grudges and he, he's a little bit self-serving in a sense. Like he just, he wants to get obviously the order of Merlin. And now that that's in jeopardy, that kind of ruins his standing and potentially, I don't know if that affects his, his quest to become defense against a dark arts teacher, but that seems like what his main goal is and anything Mm -hmm. that kind of puts obstacles in Snape's own success, he'll be frustrated and I'll try to use as much as he can from past situations to kind of blame it. And we see that throughout, he blames Harry for certain things. He blames Lupin. He blames a whole host of people for stuff that he's just hasn't had or want or stuff that he wanted he hasn't gotten yeah and i i think it's perfectly uh perfect example here where the minister is just like well i mean this sucks but what are you gonna do i'm gonna have to go to back to the ministry and tell them all this and daily prophet's gonna love this because it's just funny kind of tabloid stuff or whatever but Snape is the only one going absolutely absurd at the fact that Sirius Black escaped. And obviously he still doesn't understand the backstory. So I don't know. It's just, it seemed like typical Snape on in this time, but he was just super kind of, he lost his marbles, honestly. <laughs> oh, he absolutely lost his marbles. Um, he was going crazy. And like, you had like Fudge and Dumbledore and Madame Pomfrey just being like, relax from like, it's relaxed. Like he's fine. And they didn't, the Snape's like, like, listen, like you said that Snape's the kind of guy who always has a grudge. You're right. We had an entire chapter in this book named, sorry. Snape's grudge. Yeah. Snape's grudge. Oh my God. Thank you. You, you saved me right there. Bless that, uh, you. Thank you. <laughs> that was a name Snape's grudge. And listen, like the guy, we, we often forget, like he's screaming at a 13 year old. <laughs> <laughs> True. He's Boy. trying to fight a th- professor. Severus Snape is trying to fight 13 year olds. Yeah. He's trying to throw hands. He's he's a little uh he's... And he oh and he's so petty that the very next day he just told everyone that Remus Lupin, the best defense against yeah. the dark arts teacher that Harry has uh-huh. ever known, is a werewolf, which then Lupin has to resign from. And it's like, well, shit, here we are again. Every year we have a new defense against a dark arts position being filled. And it's yeah. like, we finally found a good one, yet now it's like, what do we do? It's like, I don't know. It's Yeah, it's super petty. It's like, if I can't win, you can't win either. And yeah. it's like, you just sabotage the person next to you. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. It's, I don't know, typical, I guess, from what we've, what we've come to understand from Snape. But... I don't know. I'm still, I'm still kind of waiting for him to be, to get to that point where he's, yeah, I don't know. He has that turning point, but I don't want to get too much into that. Cause it, it yeah. comes, it comes, but he's, he's a dweeb, honestly, but he's a very interesting dweeb because exactly what we said. He's yeah. got a very interesting set of kind of value sets and we'll see how that kind of comes to fruition um down the line but right now it's just i don't know captain captain loserville honestly in loserville um yeah and then lupin's leaving so he had that whole he had that whole moment with harry that was absolutely beautiful and it was just 
him just reassuring Harry. He asked about the Patronus. Hey, how's the Patronus? He told him why he's leaving parents, which understandably so. And then just Dumbledore coming in right after that. And we already talked about the whole Dumbledore situation. Like just being the perfect guidance that Harry needs, especially now that he doesn't have serious black in his life, a professor, uh, sorry, a, a, a parent figure. That's the closest thing that he has to, serious uh, to uh, his father james potter one question though that arose from that is why wouldn't he move in with lupin if lupin was also his best friend i guess it's because he's uh, the legality of it he's not his godfather because he yeah. does like legit his godfather even if he's still yeah. a wanted criminal lupin just doesn't have that and he couldn't you need to like be bestowed that from their guardian i think yeah, i don't know yeah. i don't know the legality of it but Especially i'm sure he would much world. rather do that or anywhere really yeah like the weasleys of course Sirius black he wanted to he was close to but not didn't that didn't happen and then even yeah lupin would have been interesting but can't no i don't he think can't. and then when they were on the uh the the way on when they finally got to king's cross station <laughs> oh that whole ex- that whole yeah. exchange with the dursleys was absolutely perfect just yeah harry's like basically threatening them kind of being like here's my big dick you're gonna hold it or you're gonna fucking get away from me yeah it's similar to when he comes back from his first year um of school at hogwarts they're kind of like terrified of him because he's a he's a um a wizard now and then he comes back saying oh yeah i've i've got a godfather who's a wanted convicted murderer yeah and um i'm just like i'm happy to see you now vernon it's like you could see the terrified look on vernon's face and it's just he's got that kind of power power switch um once again coming back home at the very least at the very least um anything else you'd like to add before we get to our awards for this chapter um yeah no i don't think so (laughs) i think we've hit everything yeah i think so so i'm gonna start with my chapter winner um harry right like i don't think it needs any explanation it's the closing chapter usually the closing and the opening chapter is always going to be given to harry because by default basically yeah like the story is is said through his eyes yet we have to kind of honor that and in terms Mm of my favorite quote jacob it is the uh, the quote that answered my entire question as to should they have killed yeah. Peter Pettigrew at the Damn. thing? I know. Was that your quote also? No, my quote was the 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 one about uh, from Albus Dumbledore. Yeah, the Patronus. Yeah. Mm. So mine was yeah, in like the same in the same thing, uh, same like section of that. So he was like. Um, Oh, sorry. No, that is not my quote completely. It's, it's one of my quotes, but it, it so basically I totally blanked out on this. My quote is actually this. So when Dumbledore, when Harry was like, I thought I saw my dad and Dumbledore said, quote, an easy mistake to make, said Dumbledore softly. I expect you'll tire of hearing it, but you do look extraordinarily right. like James, yeah. except for the eyes. You have your mother's eyes. So I, I thought for some reason I remembered Lupin saying that, but it actually was. Dumbledore who said this so my apologies for that um no like listen that thing is he he wants to be his dad he wants to be his parents he doesn't know anything about his parents and if we take it back from the very to the very first book Jacob you and I said so often that 
Harry's always going to be told that he has his mother's eyes, but we never we never really mentioned anything about his father. And now it's Dumbledore is one who says, "Well, you know what? You look like your father exactly. You are your father, except for the eyes. That's, except for the eyes. That's the mom. That's Lily's genetics. Um, yeah, five genetics. out of five. Five out of five chapter for me. Yeah, f- for real, for real, man. Five out of five for me too. Oh, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying man. Uh-uh. I think they did a good job closing this this uh, book out. Um, yeah, not bad, not bad. Okay, so if we have nothing else to add, Jacob, I think we wrapped this up now. Nada. Nada, we wrapped this up now. And we will come back tomorrow as we start the fourth book, The Goblet of Fire, all 700 pages of Let's it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. Get her done. Get all her right. done. Cheers. See you guys tomorrow for Goblet of Fire. This has been just another chapter. Jacob and Joe, and see you guys tomorrow. Deuces.